What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so I'm sure most people have heard this, but we've got some big NFL news that Kirk Cousins is done for the season. Yeah. He uh, underwent an that MRI sucks. this morning, and they confirmed that he has torn his Achilles, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to need surgery. So it looks like the Vikings are now going to have to turn to rookie Jaron Hall to replace Cousins, who mm-hmm. was actually in a, he was in his sixth season uh, with the Vikings, and I think he was like one of the passing one of the top five in passing for the season so far. So that sucks. Yeah, he uh, statistically puts up always puts up big numbers. So, but the guy who's replacing him is a rookie, I think, out of BYU. You'd have to tell me where he was drafted or like yeah. you know, what round. I don't I don't remember seeing this kid ever once in college. I don't know if you scouted him out, George. I didn't. Um, yeah, Jaron Hall is his name, I believe. It, it, am, it amazes yeah. me how many NFL teams have decided to be cheap. When it comes to the backup quarterback position in Lindsay Baseball, yeah. our Cleveland uh-huh. Browns, uh-huh. rather than signing a guy who started like 12 games for them last year and knows the system and knows the personnel, ah, we don't want to spend $4 million on a backup quarterback. We'll get a third string quarterback to be our backup. And now this guy's your starter. Yeah, although P.J. Walker did play pretty well for Carolina last year. He's okay. He's but not he's, somebody who, but, like, it's not a great answer when you He have was your, better than uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Oh, yeah, for sure. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson was like, you know, he's... A rookie. A rookie, and he's like a green, green rookie. Like, that guy had no business starting yeah. an NFL game well, whatsoever. But, I mean, but look at look at last night. It's so fine. Tyson Bajan, we talked about his story last week. Yeah. And I didn't they did realize that. it. Boy, they, they milked that story at the beginning of the game, boy, no quick on Sunday Night Football. No, they did no it quick doubt. because they knew that it may go south quickly, well, too. <laughs> you know what, though, George? Weirdest thing about that game was <laughs> is that Collinsworth is still hyping the guy. Yeah. The score is like thirty to three or thirty yeah. to six, yeah. and and Collinsworth is like, you know, he throws the ball here, and it's a really good play, just getting rid of the ball, even though it's an incompletion. He goes, and that's really what the Bears want more from Justin Fields. And I'm like, bro, it's yeah. thirty to three, and you're yeah. showing his statistics. He's got like a hundred yards passing. Yeah. What are we are we watching the same game here, Chris? Yeah. Wow, look at you going after Collinsworth. Well, I'm down on Chris Collinsworth, man. He's become such down? a cheerleader. I'm down on Greg Olson. I know you are. I'm not. As you were down, down on, on Olson. Olson. I don't know why you're down on either. I like them both. I liked Greg. I loved Greg Olson when he first started, but I feel like now he's almost like encroaching, annoying. Where like he just sometimes you just need to shut up and like let things play out. You know? Whoa. Yep. Seriously, you don't. Even, you're not. You don't want to like take away from like the actual call of the game and what's going on. And I feel like he does that sometimes. He steps on him a lot. Like Kevin Burkhart, I think he does a good job. You know, and it's hard to do play-by-play. But the color commentary, to me, it's too much. He doesn't, Mm. I don't know, he's too much. See, to me, Chris Collinsworth, who I've always really, really liked, Chris Collinsworth has become like a big hype machine for everybody. And I think it's all related to, like, his ownership of pro football focus. I just feel like he's changed his tune. He's not really very analytical or critical. He's just straight up. Well, no, if he's on pro football focus, he's very analytical. No, I think he owns it. No, I'm saying, but I'm. I know he's part owner of it, but yeah. I'm saying like that he would, if anything, that would make him more analytical. Yeah, I feel like he's more cheerleader now. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, now the next time he criticizes someone, I'm going to text you. Okay, let me have it. All right. That is uh, what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino. Resort I don't even remember what the original was. Good times, listen. Kirk Cousins part. Oh, the Kirk Cousins part of it. Hey, did you did you guys see the video on that? By the way, did you well, anybody see the yeah. video of it? You, yeah. Where you literally see his foot plant, yeah. and then you see his his calf and his Achilles snap. 
It's yeah. a heebie-jeebie moment. I know, for sure. and and you know something, and because mm-hmm. I have a very close relationship with Kirk Cousins, because I watch quarterback on Netflix, right. yeah. um, I really like that guy. Yeah, you know, he's not he's not a winner. He's a stat machine. Yeah. But I really, really liked the guy. I felt yeah. so bad for him. Mm-hmm. I did too. I feel bad for him for sure. Why wouldn't you feel bad for him? And how about the fact that Aaron Rodgers goes down with an Achilles injury week one, four oh, plays whatever. into the game? He's and not. There was, he, yeah. And, and there was talk, though. There he's going to play and he's throwing well, the ball around. Well, forget get about that. Here. There was talk like, what should the Jets do? If the Jets still have a playoff contender, shouldn't they go get a veteran quarterback? And the people, the name that everybody was using was Kirk Cousins. And oh, now here right. we are in week eight, and he pops his Achilles. Yeah, but he, uh, but you know, this notion that uh, that Rogers come back, Roger comes back, he's going to be in deep trouble because he can't move. It's it's different to like throw standing up, right? And just like you know, he's going through the motions, just standing there. But it's not like in an NFL game, you got to be chased around by dudes who run a four four who weigh almost three hundred pounds, bro. I still think it's impressive that he's on the field without crutches, without. A boot, I agree, and he's but, throwing the ball. But this notion he's going to play is absurd. It is right now until he plays. All right, and then good luck with that, and you're, you're risking further injury. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do it if I were him, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Cappy, back to the Lakers real quick. Yeah. So I said that I think people have just, like, they're all out of sorts, right, with the Lakers, because I think what happened is last year with that great run they had towards the end, they go to the conference finals, and, yeah, they lose to Denver or whatever, but they played really well down the stretch, right? I think that kind of clouded some people's judgment, Okay. I'm a big believer that the people in Vegas, more times than not, are pretty smart, right? They, there's a reason they build all those big buildings, right? That's a rhetorical question. You should answer that. Yeah. Oh, well, if it was rhetorical, I didn't think I needed to, to respond. But yes, right. of course, yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it still would be nice to have just a little, like, you know. You yeah, want you're a right. little, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Right. Go ahead. Thank you. There you go. See, that's all I needed. Okay. Um, but do you know how many teams in the NBA were picked to win 50 or more games, or had an over-under of 50 or more games? I will say 12. No, not even close. I will say 16. <laughs> Wrong no, direction? You're, now you're going further away. I would say <laughs> eight. <laughs> eight teams. So, no. Less? Less, yes. Five teams? Yes, there you go. Only five teams, five teams were picked, picked to win. To win more than more. 50 games. Okay, right. and what about the Lakers? What were they, 49? 47 and a half. Okay. So what I'm saying is this. What that really means is that the league has more parity than it's ever had before, okay? And I said that last year, and I feel like this year there's even more parity than last year. So because of that, the Lakers, look, could they win 50 games? Sure. Do I expect them to win 50 games in the regular season? No. But what I feel like the Lakers are is they're built for the postseason as long as they have health. If they have health, I will take them probably against most teams, to be honest with you, in a playoff series. Maybe not Denver right now. But everyone else, probably in a playoff series in the West. So I, I think that that's what people need to just kind of calm down. Well, because uh, because of the parity, it's not going to be they're going to run away with the conference or the even the division or whatever. Not that anybody cares about divisions anymore in, in the NBA. But my point is they're going to be right there. 47, 48 wins or whatever. And then... In the playoffs, they're going to be the team you're going to want to lock in on because they've got enough guys that have been now deep in the playoffs that as long as they're healthy, they should be a really tough out and a team that can get to the finals. Yeah, well, when you say they're healthy, um, I think you mean LeBron and AD. Correct. Because that's all that really matters. I mean, no, it, I mean, it, I, I mean, listen, of course, those two, but you'd like to make sure everyone else is healthy, too. Uh, yes. But what, but what I'm saying is, is if LeBron is not 100 percent going into the postseason and if AD is not 100 percent going into the mm-hmm. postseason, you're screwed anyway. 
because yeah. LeBron is going to have to try and carry you if AD's out, and vice versa. So it is so important that both of those guys are healthy at the end of the season. That That is why this whole thing bothers me with LeBron playing 39 minutes last night. Look, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you sacrifice games. That's not what I'm saying. The, the Denver game, game one, it's an emotional night. They're, un, they're unveiling their championships. They're getting their rings. It's an emotional night. I'm willing to sacrifice that game, mm-hmm. okay? Phoenix, yeah. you play more. Hey, listen, two of their best players are out of the game, right? There was no Bradley Beal in that game. There was okay? no there Devin was Booker. There was no Devin right? Booker in that yeah. game. So, so to, to win, you, you really kind of needed to win that game. It would be bad to lose a game to Phoenix when two of their three stars are out of the game. And then you look at last night. You're playing against a Sacramento team that was significantly better than the Lakers last year, record-wise. They didn't make it as far as the Lakers, but their regular season record was significantly better than the Lakers, right? I mean, can we agree on that? Yeah. So so you're playing against a team that, that you're going to have to compete against. They're not the little Sacramento Kings anymore that everybody just puts a win next to, their, to that name on the schedule. Correct. They've got a legit squad now. Yeah. And LeBron had to put out a lot of energy last night for a very early game. I don't think that's a good idea. You guys all laughed at me last week when I said that maybe what the Lakers should do is not play them in the first quarter. And John Ireland said, well, you know, they're getting down big in the first quarter. Yes, they are, with him or without him. And when they, when they get down big in the first quarter and now they've got to battle their way back before halftime, he's got to, exp- exp- he's got to put out a lot of energy then too. They will never be able to keep him healthy if it goes the way it has gone the first three games. But it's only three games. That's why. Just relax. And the point is, it's not going to be a 50-55 win season. This isn't, that's, not how this, that's not how this NBA is today. That's not it. Now, I will say this. Grant in LA, in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, What's up with Grant? has a, uh, a tweet that I agree with. Okay, Tonight right. is the night where D'Lo and Austin Reeves need to carry the load. They both should score over 20 points at home on a back-to-back against the Magic. This is why the Lakers paid your... Ass. He's right. Young guys. Wait, can you please say that again? Ass. Yo ass. Yo ass. <laughs> uh, young guys who've been paid, expected to play, especially, I mean, if I'm Austin Reeves, I mean, last mm-hmm. night was brutal. Two words. Brutal. <laughs> brutal? Yeah. Two different words. Wow. Buh and brutal. Right. Two yeah. words. Yeah. I mean, he was awful last night. But mm-hmm. okay, big deal. If, if Austin Reeves goes four for 12 rather than one for 12, Lakers probably win. If LeBron James goes four for six from the free throw line in the first half rather than, I think it was two for six, mm-hmm. they probably win. Mm-hmm. They're right there. But for LeBron to be having to put out this kind of energy this early in the season, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Not one bit. And I'll tell you Not something else bit. I don't like. Not one bit. Yep. Not one bit. I'll tell you something else I don't like. Tell me something else. I don't like the lineup in overtime. Um, I'd have to go back and look I'll at the I'll tell you what it was. Lineup. Go ahead, tell me. Anthony Davis, uh-huh. Torian Prince, LeBron, mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. and Gabe Vincent. Yeah, I don't like that lineup. Um, which is the part you don't like? Um, three-fifths of it. Listen, maybe I'm just a little too much of a, uh, of a team, like, chemistry guy, okay? But to me, your core... Your five core guys, LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, Rui, and D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. So two-fifths. Those are, your, those are your core guys, man. Those are the guys that were with you last year in your run towards the Western Conference Championship. To me, it's three games into the season. Those are my five guys. 
And you know what? I'll make moves as we need to. But for right now, those are the Lakers. These other guys are new Lakers, and things will change as the season goes on. But I got to put it on the five guys that were with me last year that got me to the Western Conference Finals. I just don't like the lineup in overtime. Um, okay. I mean, I whatever. I mean, it's game three, and that's fine. Um, but I like the fact that you're really discussing lineups in overtime. Like, I feel like I don't know what I've done to you, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, I don't it. like it. I don't I like it. I love it. I love I, it so much. I mean, dude, you don't even understand. Like, last night. I love this. But Who you are see, you? Well, that's just it. Don't you understand that last <laughs> night, it's Sunday night football. I'm, I'm supposed to enjoy the Chargers losing on national TV to my favorite player on the, uh, in the NFL, Tyson Bajant, making his second start, and I'm watching the Laker game. Look what you've done to me. Cappy, are you on the road to becoming an NBA insider? No, no, no. no okay. No, no. I'm, on the, I'm on the outside. I was just asking. I'm on the outside Sounds of the Sounds like you're getting pretty into it. No, I'm way on the outside, though. Okay. Because, I mean, if you want to be, I'm sure George can help you. I don't there. know about that. I, I'm, I'm more of an outsider than an Oh, insider. Cappy, you know, I'm actually, you know, I'll tell you on the other side who I'm meeting up with. Someone that I, you know, I could, I'm going to be meeting up with one of the richest people in the world. Really? In a couple of days. They want to invest inside it? I was just going to say. <laughs> he literally said that when we were talking on the phone earlier. He's, he was telling me about this meeting. If you goes, want me to drop sighted, <laughs> let me yeah. know. But I'll tell you I, who on, on the other side. sales deck in your hand. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. I, I put I, an investor deck yeah, right in your I, hand. I, I, I will tell you who on the other side. And mm. and let's get into the weekend that was in the National Football League with the Rams, the Chargers, and, of course, the Raiders playing tonight. Let's get into some of that coming up in just a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. Lindsay, who do we have again? Fernando Gonzalez from Oxnard. Shout out to Fernando Gonzalez from Oxnard, where you get the best strawberries in the world. Dude, shout out to the 805. <laughs> you laugh because you know those strawberries are the best in the world. But the So, Fernando... Uh -oh. Congratulations. You already won at least two tickets to an, a game at SoFi. Rams-Seahawks on the 19th. There Ooh, you go. So game. there you go, which honestly, that's going to be a game that matters. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So, so congrats on winning that. Now what you need to do is give us your two Super Bowl teams, your AFC team, your NFC team, and the score. And if you nail the two teams and the exact score, Cappy's going to come to your house with a bag full of cash, a million dollars, okay? Right, right on. So what do you got? I got the I got Eagles and let me do Bengals with the uh, Eagles team thirty four. Uh, what thirty four twenty seven? So Eagles Eagles thirty four Bengals twenty seven. Yeah, that'd be a good Super Bowl. Fernando, okay. you are the smartest guy that has called 
through the first eight weeks. That is a great pick. Yeah. It's a great score. Right on. These other big dummies that call, and they're like, it's going to be 4-2. <laughs> well, listen, bro, con- congrats on the tickets. Good luck, and we'll, we got you locked in. So we'll see if you win. Cappy's coming to your house with a suitcase full of cash, bro. Okay. five representing. All right. All right, we'll put, you, we'll put you on hold. There you go. Nard in the house. Mm-hmm. All right, very there go. good. There you go, Cappy. Very, very good. See? Cappy. Very solid. Cappy, Cappy. See? Uh, so, Cappy, Cappy. Yeah, where were we? What I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah, richest guy. I'm meeting with Steve Ballmer on Wednesday. Hey, now. So, if you want that deck, you know, you know I can slide it over to him. I'm going to put my deck in your hand. Mm-hmm. And I want you to take my deck, and I want you to give it to Steve Bomber. Give I'm going to say, look, Steve, I know that you ran Microsoft for like right. two decades. Right. You know what sure I mean? He's but got I got a full investment I, arm. But I got, I got, you, I got something for you. Yeah, he's coming in at the right time too. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm doing since I'm doing Lakers Clippers. Uh, one of the things I'll be doing during the game is talking about the uh, the new arena that they'll have. Nice. Um, so he and I are going to sit down and chit chat about that. And when is this happening? Things. Wednesday. During. The day of the game. Yeah, what time? <laughs> Why, do you want to be there? No, it's just that the game is at, I think, 7? I don't know. He and I are going to meet before the game. Okay, so it's like, are you on the air Wednesday, or are you not on the air Wednesday? Here. I am on the yes. air Wednesday. I'm coming okay. in for an hour. Okay, so you're on from 4 to 5. Do you want to just roll with me and meet with Steve? Is that what you want? No, 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 no. I don't oh. want to meet with you. I don't want to meet with you and Steve, but you need to do your, your ESPN work. Me, I'll find Steve on the floor later oh. in the game. Okay. You know, I just saw a story. I think it was like Business Insider, mm-hmm. like today, that he's the fifth richest person in the world. Really? Yeah, and he's only like $5 billion behind uh, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Wow. Fifth richest person in the world? Mm-hmm. Damn. That's insane. Yeah, dude. He's pretty damn rich. You know what you should do, George? You mm-hmm. should bring him a gift. Bring I him would, a gift? Yeah, here's what you bring him. Yeah. You bring him like a, like a three-pack of like Fruit of the Loom, old-school, <laughs> tidy whities And when he says to you, why would you do something like this, George? You go, well, I figure you're a guy who's got everything in the world. So what do you give a guy who's got everything? You got a three-pack of Fruit of the Loom, tidy whities He's like, no. See? I hooked you up, Jack. There you go. I That's took care of you, That's actually a good idea because I yeah. feel like you could never have too many underpants. Just right. ask you, right? Right, yeah. dude. Think about the support you're going to give that guy. Right. Be like, I never thought of that. I have mm-hmm. some sales or some assistant of an assistant of an assistant buy my undies for me. You know? <laughs> Hook him up. Like, he definitely doesn't buy his own underwear, right? Does a billionaire buy their own underwear? That's a I good don't know. question. It depends. It depends. I know a billionaire underwear. who literally says he'll bend over to pick up a penny. Who? I will not reveal that name because... Warren uh, Buffett? Because I, I feel I, like that's accurate. No, it's not Warren Buffett. I don't know Warren Buffett. But I do know a billionaire who has once told me that he would bend over to pick any amount of money, even a penny. If you found it on the street, on the sidewalk. I literally leave change luck. on top of like the garbage cans when I walk out of places. You leave change on the top of the garbage cans? Yeah, because I feel like there's somebody out there that probably needs it more than me. It's just mm. change. Yeah. I, um, I'm still in the um, change collection world where like I've got a cup on, on my desk. And whenever I get change, which is rare at this point, I'll put quarters and pennies and dimes and, nickel, and I'll just throw it in there. And it's just sitting there. And I guess maybe one day if I ever, like, my house gets robbed or something, people be like, oh, look, I just hit, hit the, the, the jackpot. Yeah. I got $35 worth of coins. There you go. I still mm-hmm. save mine, but it rarely makes it all the way to, like, my house to where I get to that point. Because I just, mm. yeah, I hate change. I hate it. it stinks. Yeah, it's kind of dirty. It smells bad. Mm. Anyway, um, that's cool that you're meeting with Steve Bomber. That's cool. 
Yeah, but I figured, you know, if you get me the deck, you know, I can, I maybe hook it up with you. Yeah, you know? well, this hook is a, this you. is an important time. He he'd be coming in at a right at the right time. Right, George, so I'm saying, that. you know, if you get an investor like the former CEO of Microsoft, I feel yeah. like I'd be doing you a solid. You'd be doing me a huge favor. Yeah, so be nice to have him on my board too. I'm gonna offer him a board seat. <laughs> I am right out of the gate, just blind, <laughs> just blind. Here, right. Steve, board. Right. Here you go. Right, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Need <laughs> you on the board, buddy. <laughs> so, Cappy, let's talk about. Uh, the football weekend in the NFL here. We've talked a lot about college football and USC. We've talked a lot about, and by the way, tomorrow's the um, the first college football playoff, which um, I don't USC will not be anywhere it's near. Totally that. irrelevant yeah. to us. I mean, UCLA will be in the top twenty five though. Yeah, but they're not going to the college football playoff. No, but that but that stuff matters as far as like for them. I think it's a big step if they can get to a New Year's Six bowl. Wouldn't well, you agree? Uh, yeah, of course, because UCLA has to do this thing called recruiting. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. They they've hit the transfer portal also. Mm-hmm. They got those two twin brothers, those guys that are the uh, the kids from Texas. I'm trying yeah. to remember where they transferred from, but those two guys, yeah. the twin brothers, that are yeah. both really good defensive ends. Mm-hmm. So they hit the transfer portal, no doubt, but not the way USC has the been Murphys, advertised. Right, I think uh, I, maybe you might have the right name. Yeah. So uh, yeah, okay. Well, listen. All right. U, UCLA. Just last thing. They they wind up beating USC later in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will do wonders. Not that they haven't beat USC here recently, but do wonders for their recruiting, high school yeah. recruiting. Right. Who do you I think is number one? Ohio State will be number one if I had to guess. Oh, not Michigan really over Georgia or Michigan. Uh, I think Ohio State has the best resume. By the way, speaking you didn't of say Michigan, that a week ago when I said that. Uh, no, I didn't say nothing. I said I need to see what else what else happens. Like I I didn't actually commit to anything back then. That was before uh, we knew that that Michigan was no, I too. we had said that Michigan. I definitely said that Michigan's schedule stunk. I mean, um, if anything, I was sitting there ripping Michigan all mm-hmm. last. Our week. whole conversation last week about Michigan, I got a lot of messages this past weekend, and I say a lot. I'm talking like a couple thousand yeah. from college football coaches um, who are like, "Dude, Jim Harbaugh should be fired immediately." Yeah. Well, by the way, I mean, I sent you the text that Jim Harbaugh. They're not. Uh, they've taken his contract extension off the table. Well, I think that um, when I talked to a football coach this past week, a college football coach who hit me up while we were on the air last week, I said, well, come on, man. Isn't everybody do this? And he goes, just like this, he goes, yes, everybody is doing it. But he's he goes, dumb but enough he, to get caught. He goes, no, but here's what we're doing. We're all taking signs on film. Right. We're not sending somebody to the game right. like a spy. Yep. We're watching the film. We're focusing on what yep. they're doing on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's an exchange of film. Mm-hmm. We give them theirs, they give us ours. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. I think so, Jim Harbaugh's gone after this year. Maybe. But where will he go? Will he go to, to the, NFL? the NFL? The Chargers? Brown, or did Browns Brandon, might be in need of a coach. Or did Brandon Staley save the season uh, after beating your boy Tyson Bajan, the arm wrestler? So, <laughs> listen. The Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Oh, my God. That was the easiest pick in the world. Was I the only one that really picked? Because yeah, the circle I, of trust said that was the case. Was I the yeah, only one that picked were, the Cowboys? I picked you the Rams. Were, you were. I took the Rams. And I, and I made that my five. I thought that was the easiest pick in the world. I didn't think I so mean. because seven points just seemed like a lot to me. But, but okay, but think about it this way, okay? The Rams' offensive line is kind of in shambles again, mm-hmm, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is not super mobile. And the Dallas Cowboys' defense blitzes a lot and is super athletic. That was a recipe for disaster for the Rams. I still, for some reason, believed that this Rams team, which it has done all season long, in my opinion, mm-hmm. would play hard for Sean McVay 
and would would be able to keep it somewhat close, mm-hmm. I couldn't have been more wrong because everything for the Rams went wrong. Mm-hmm. From throwing a pick six to having a block, a punt blocked, a safety, mm-hmm. um, having a, another punt that was returned for a touchdown, which came yeah. back because of a penalty. I mean, every right. phase of yeah. the game yeah. was a disaster for the Rams. So here's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's a good win for the Cowboys. Right. Because, you know, listen, all wins in the NFL are good wins. Agreed. You, what, listen, um, Denver yesterday, yeah. a shocking, absolutely shocking win over shocking. Kansas City. Do you know that the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs, yeah, they had, was a they had won sixteen straight. Yes, yeah, I didn't but know that. Peyton Manning was a quarterback watched, and Alex Smith was a quarterback. I watched the game because you, yeah. our boy Kevin Harlan was on. I mean, Barack Obama was the president, right? Kevin Harlan, how's that go, Cappy? Well, it depends. It depends. It depends on if it's football or basketball. We'll determine how it goes. You know, I'm still working on this Harlan impression. I haven't really been practicing over the weekend, mm. but I'm going to sit in front of the TV and I'm going to mm. I'm going to put in my film study. So I, I thought the Rams look. They just were going to be overmatched in this particular scenario on the road against a team that just matches up really well against them. And then the Chargers to me was also an easy pick. Like this Tyson Bajan, like that was a cute story for a week. You it know was what I mean? a cute like, story, but but here's the thing. I just assumed that the Chargers would find a way to screw something up. Here's here's the deal, though. The Bears' defense is pathetic and pitiful, and their coaching is as well. And the fact that they don't have a backup quarterback and they've got a rookie who's undrafted from this tiny little school tells yeah. you that whoever's building that roster, they're not they're not prepared for the eventuality that their quarterback could miss some time. Yeah. And and so when you don't have a backup quarterback, you're you're completely screwed. Yeah. The Chargers, here here's the thing. Was it a great win? I just told you. All wins are good wins. If, right. if Dallas's win over the Rams is a good win, then the Chargers win over the over the Wow, the, look at that. But, look at you, Cappy. But I'll balance it by saying this. Oh, here we go. Yeah, but of course I'm going to have to balance it. The Bears are terrible. Yeah. And we're going to find out when but the Chargers... But you picked the Bears, didn't you? Yeah, because I thought that eight and a half points was too many. <laughs> of course I picked the Bears. <laughs> I thought for sure that the Chargers would find a way to screw this whole thing up. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay. It'll be it'll be sweeter next week mm-hmm. when they play on Sunday night football. Or no, it's Monday night football. Monday night next, next week. week, yeah. Against the Jets. Yeah. It'll be even sweeter when Zachy Wilson beats Oh, Zachy. Little yeah. Zachy. He's won three in a row. Yeah. yeah, I don't see that being four in a row, though. Oh, I do. Nah, I mean, oh yeah, nah, oh yeah, no. Nah. Well, good well, here's win. the deal. How about the Niners, though? I mean, three. Speaking of three in a row, three in a row the other way. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about That's Brock funny. Purdy, and this is all always comes back well, to the quarterback. I, I will say this: he's making the wrong kinds of noises. <laughs> Brock Purdy, you're the the last pick of the draft. <laughs> And you got all this talent around you, and you manage it, and you make a few plays here and there. Yeah. But all of a sudden, lose your left tackle, oh. lose one of your best playmakers. Right. Those two. That's that's a earth. that's a big deal, right? Like Trent Williams is arguably one of the best non QBs in the NFL. <laughs> like, and Debo Samuel is, to your point, one of the best playmakers in the NFL. Like, it's not like he's losing like just like a, a couple dudes, you know. No. No, he has lost a lot of talent around him. And, and, and he's result, not as talented as some of the other quarterbacks, to your point. Yes. Well, but but <laughs> this has been the weirdest year for quarterbacks because so many frontline guys have gotten hurt. Right. You know, whether it's Cousins or Rodgers or Stafford or whatever. Right. And then you've got these guys like Zach Wilson. who I mean, even Patrick Mahomes was playing under the weather yesterday. Yeah, but, you know, without Taylor Swift being there, you know, the Chiefs just are not the same team. Mm-hmm. That's just a, that's a statistical fact. Okay. I mean, people don't like to hear it, but it's true. 
Well, she's going on a world tour now. That's it. She's like in Argentina next week or something. Well, that's why I liked our caller for Million Dollar Monday picking yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals because Cincinnati is on the way back. And San Francisco, for all the talk of best roster and best team, the NFC is completely, utterly wide open. No. Wide open. No. Nah. Oh, San Francisco's far away better than everybody? Uh, when Trent Williams and Debo Samuels are back, yes. If well, not back. far and away. I think it's them and the Eagles. San Francisco, three straight losses. That has opened the door for teams like Dallas. Oh, no, and of course it's opened the door. But I, I think if they're healthy come playoff time, if Trent Williams and Debo Samuels and everyone's healthy, right, which is a big if, I still like the Niners to beat anybody but the Eagles. And even with the Eagles, I still like their chances. I just don't, I, you know, I think it's more of a toss-up. I think it is wide open. Wide open. Wide well, especially in the NFC. The great AFC, I'm also open. lost. I mean, Kansas City. Well, AFC yesterday. is definitely wide open. Yeah. Baltimore winning, and and you know, I haven't even seen Baltimore really play this year, other than on the They're red good. zone. They're I mean, good. Jacksonville is six and two. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's good. They won three in a row. Yes, I know. Or is so it five in a row? It's uh, this this been oh, no, it's five a, in a row. Yeah, for a football season that has been marred by quarterback injuries and really yeah. like not great quarterback play in a lot of places. Yeah. It's still, it's still like let me tell you something. Like a drug. And, and if you look at their wins, right? They've beaten the Colts twice. Colts are not a bad team, okay? And they beat them with uh, the with the stud quarterback, including two. So don't forget that. Um, they've beaten the Steelers, who've played well uh, more recently. The Saints are playing good football lately. They beat the Bills, right? Like they they've they've beaten some teams. I was just so upset yesterday when my. Cleveland Browns have got the Seattle Seahawks oh, yeah. beat, I mean, that and was, then a quarterback throws a ball see that, that hits off a defender's way. helmet. You talk yeah. about lucky interceptions. I told you. Gets picked, and then the next thing you know, Seattle scores, and wait, hold on, wait. It was like Cleveland's a three-and-a-half-point underdog, and they're up three points, and all of a sudden they're down four points. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they should not have been throwing the ball with P.J. Walker on third and three. Like, no. no can't, can't, say the ball. I, can't say I disagree with you. Yeah, why don't you tell your boy Alex Van Pelt, the offensive coordinator, what the hell he was doing? Literally, the only thing that you can't do in that situation is exactly what he did. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. When when you are dissatisfied with the play calling, I remind you the head coach is the play caller. When you are very happy, your guy's just the install guy. You're you're right. You're right. He is right. Your guy's just the install guy. That's right. He's not. They won't let him play call uh, call plays. It's the head coach who's calling plays. But I agree Fire with you. Him. On one hand, on one hand, I can appreciate the aggressiveness. Let's go for the win. Let's go for the kill. But on the other hand, it's like, dude, the strength of your team is your offensive line. Run the ball. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating yesterday. Very yeah. frustrating. Yeah, sounds like it. Brown should well, be five and whatever, five and three. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland alert. Well, the Browns have gotten some Cleveland! This is for you! Yeah, yeah that loss is for you. Yeah. yeah, They had to pay one back. Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next, Cappy, Radio Tinder. Radio Tinder. Award-winning Radio Tinder. Brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Are you ready? I'm ready. I just have one thing before we hit the break. Are you watching Monday Night Football or are you watching World Series Game 3 right now? Uh, at the moment, uh, I have the Monday Night Football game on. All right, 3 nothing. Lions over the Raiders. I do have that, yes. Thank right, you, now let's play Radio Tinder. I'm ready. Oh, okay. Let's now I'm ready. Next. Now yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right, next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. You know, my favorite appearance of Henry Winkler, a.k.a. Fonzie, is when he's in the uh, the Weezer video for Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Don't you guys remember that? Oh, that's right. He was. That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't, it took me a minute to kind yeah, of put that together. They're doing that's Buddy right Holly and they're playing at the diner at Happy mm-hmm. Days. Yeah, that's right. At Al's. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. It's a great video. I really mm-hmm. thought that like, I didn't know how they did it back then. I always no, it was like Arnold's. perplexed me. Was it Arnold's? I think it was Arnold's, but the guy who ran it was named Al. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Hey. hey. And then Fonzie jumped the shark and now everybody uses the phrase jump the shark. Mm-hmm. Right. That was, a, that was a huge deal in uh, American society. Like that it really was. Yeah, you know it was. It was a turning point to use that phrase. Yes, I didn't even know that that's where it came from until I yeah. looked it up one day because I was like, I know that that happened, but is that where that's from? Yeah, jump the shark. That was Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, uh, I was happy to see Tequila Mandala representing this weekend in my uh, little local liquor store. There you go. And I had to send all the boys from Tequila Mandala pictures from within the liquor store. Like, hey guys, look now, my guys got it. No one stole I, this bottle. Yeah, no, uh, no, that, and it was out too. I was, I even said to the guy, I "Go, yo, man, you might want to put this behind the glass." For reals. Mm. For reals. For real, for real. All right, what do you got, Linz? All right, so I know that we texted about this in our little group chat, but I need your guys' opinion on this. Tyson Fury took a split decision over Francis Ngannou on Saturday in a match that was much closer than everyone expected. Unless you asked Conor McGregor, of course. He kind of knew it'd be close. Anyway, a lot of people disagreed with the judge's decision, and among those critics were LeBron and Damian Lillard. LeBron vented his disappointment on Twitter, writing... Exactly why I don't watch boxing. Come on, man. And then Dame, on the other hand, summed up his frustration in a three-letter word, WTF. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are calling the judge's decision horrible for the sport of boxing. Do you guys agree? Swipe left or swipe right, George? I I would swipe right because I think that most of us, including me, um, thought that this thing would be a sideshow. And it was not. It was a real... This was like, you know, when... (laughs) So it's funny. If you watch, like... The movie Rocky Balboa. It's actually before the Creeds and after the Rockies movies. It's uh, and I, I remember it specifically because Max was in the movie and he's calling a Rocky fight and he's all like, "Man, I can't believe I'm calling a Rocky fight in the movie." And Rocky's like fighting this exhibition fight against Antonio Tarver and the character that Antonio Tarver is playing, and he actually makes it a real fight. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. That it, this thing was started off as a joke, and then it wasn't a joke. Lindsay, go back to the question because I want to swipe left. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely disagree, but just go back to the question. Okay, the question is: a lot of people thought this decision was horrible for the sport of boxing. Do you okay. agree? No, I'm swiping left. It was not horrible for the sport of boxing. Here's why, George. You just said it. It was an exhibition. You know, Tyson Fury. I realize he's not a guy who walks into a fight looking like Nganyu, you know what I mean? He is just yoked and ripped and jacked and everything else that we all want to be. And then there's Tyson Fury, who honestly, I'm just going to say it, he looked fat, okay? I know he normally... Well, he always kind of looks like no, that. He always looks but, chunky, he, Yeah. but come on. Di- didn't you look at him and go, Bro. He's in worse shape than normal, yes. Right, like he did not train for this fight, in my opinion. Um, I don't know what his training camp was. I don't know if it was exactly, exactly the same training camp. Hey, when I'm fighting for a heavyweight championship of the world, this is how I train. I'm going to guess that he put in about half the effort. 
You know why? Because it was an exhibition. Because in the end, he was going to win anyway unless he got knocked out. I honestly believe it was choreographed. I don't mean that the knockdown, which didn't really look that bad, but seriously, like I honestly believe that the whole thing was choreographed. And if and if he would have lost, if the heavyweight champion of the world loses to an MMA guy in a boxing match, that's bad for boxing. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like a outlier, though, because Francis Ngannou isn't just like an an any MMA guy. Like he's known for he being was able the to punch. Ba- biggest baddest dude yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know. I'm I'm annoyed by. Also, there was a great tweet. I forget who tweeted it in the circle that said Francis Ngannou looks like a big sack of potatoes. That's perfectly explained. He looked like a big sack of potatoes. Yeah. Or Tyson Fury looked like a big sack Tyson of potatoes. Tyson Fury. Oh, you just said in Ghana. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Sorry. I meant yeah, Tyson Fury looked like a big sack of potatoes. God, I mean, listen, no disrespect, champ. You look fat, out of shape, milky, and gross. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like wear a shirt next time. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to. Not in prose. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just joking. Well, yeah. also, Tessator called Fury a 6'9 bag of milk, which was yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad look for Tyson Fury for sure. Hey, right, by the way, next? listen, I'm no beauty queen. I mean, I took my shirt off at the beach on on Saturday because it was so beautiful out. I t- and somebody took a picture. I'm like, oh, God, I'm putting my shirt back on and delete that picture, please. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so a, a U.S.-based startup called Displace recently unveiled the world's first fully wireless TV. The 55-inch TV can be controlled using someone's hands. So you just use your hands to control it and it's powered by batteries that can last up to a month on a single charge. Mm -hmm. The TV uses a unique suction cup wall mounting technology that allows it to be removed and installed easily. And in case of any problems, there's a self-landing technology that allows the TV to slowly slowly lower itself and land. These TVs are available for pre-order um, for $4,500. So basically, it's twice as expensive as a regular TV. Would you guys pay twice as much for a wireless TV? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to swipe left. No chance. No, no chance. Not a TV you, know, you can use your hands to control? When No. When televisions, when, when you know when we went from big box TVs to like TVs that you mount on your wall? I bought like a first generation Sony, one of those TVs. And back then, I'm telling you, it was like thousands of dollars. And it was big and thick and heavy. And I thought, oh, my God, look how cool this is. I'm like one of the first people to have a <clears throat> plasma TV. That's mm-hmm. what they were called. Mm-hmm. Right now, Lindsay, you can buy big-ass flat-screen smart TVs at Costco or Walmart so cheap. So what? I'll use a remote control. Watch this. Listen. Fox. See? I'm, I'm watching the World Series. I don't need a hands-free remote TV. I'm fine just like this. Well, that is a hands-free remote TV, though, what you're using. Well, I'm holding a remote. Well, but hands-free, okay, hands-free TV. We'll say that. ESPN. See, now I'm going (laughs) to Yeah, your boy Jimmy G threw a pick, by the way. Terrible. Just awful throw. Yeah. George, would you pay twice as much for this cool technology? No. Swipe left. I feel like there's a movie or something, maybe, like, I'm even picturing Tom Cruise, where he's literally looking up at this giant screen, and he's, like, moving through the channels just by swiping his hand to to the side, you know what I mean? And he's kind of like placing different screens using his hands. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, Minority Report. Okay, that's what yeah. it is. Then. I was going to say Minority Report. Oh, you were. No, you okay. weren't. Yeah. yeah, I was. After George said it. All right. That is uh, Radio Tinder. Brought to you each and every day at approximately 530. But today was like 538, to be honest with you. <laughs> TBH. Yeah. It's usually in that range, though. You know? Uh, all right. Thanks, Cappy. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Lauda. Uh, we got one more segment to go. Dealer's Choice, Cappy. And also... 
Uh, I think we can dive into this kind of uh, this this Jimmy G thing for a second. I want to talk about Jimmy G because I've been telling you he's not that good, and I've been telling JT the brick he's not that good, and I can't uh, I can't wait to hear the excuses for Jimmy G after this. But let's uh, and I know it's early; they could still win the game, but they're gonna win the game. He's not good. All right, let's get to that next. God, Jimmy G is terrible. Terrible. He's so bad, man. Well, the interception he threw in the end zone was just just garbage. Right, but that last drive too, he's terrible. I know, but Hunter Renfro falling down on a route doesn't help matters right, much. Right, but I, I get it. But, I mean, he's also throwing it into an area where there's already tons of, like, defenders. Like, what do you... Uh. The quarterbacking in the NFL this year is is the strangest that I can ever, ever remember. The number of guys like Joshua Dobbs in Arizona or P.J. Walker in Cleveland. You know, guys that you never would have expected to hear their names. And then you look at guys like a Jordan Love in Green Bay mm-hmm. or or a Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. Little guys, The guys that were first-round draft choices that mm-hmm. had, you know, potential and had opportunity. And, and they're all – Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, another example. Mm-hmm. There are so many guys who are, like, on the verge of could be good or may never, like, play again. Like, might be a career backup. Jimmy G, he got lucky in New England. He got kind of a little bit lucky in San Francisco because he had mm-hmm. good people around him. And um, he cannot carry a team, as the Raiders are now finding out. Yep. And he's never healthy. Correct. Both things are correct. Kevin. And by the way, speaking of never healthy, this is another thing. You know, We talked a little bit about the Rams earlier today, but we didn't get into it. Dude, Matthew Stafford, sometimes you are just too tough for your own good. Seriously. I'm not saying that it was a fluke accident yesterday that happened that hurt his thumb. But man, he is always hurt. What what are they what kind of future do the Rams have with Matthew Stafford? Can you please help me with this? Well, I mean, I don't think it's a long future with him. It's only I mean, a contract want, for another couple years, right? Which is just awful. Awful. Um when he's but the problem is, yeah, he's he's always hurt. I mean, That's he's it. he's been and but he's tough as nails, man. He played through a I, lot. He he played through a significant injury yesterday dude, for a, you know what I mean? Nothing like, but respect. That. Nothing but yeah. respect for him. I mean, when they ran that Philly special two-point play, horrible throw. I don't even remember who threw the ball, the running back or the receiver that threw the ball. May have been Tutu Atwell, and if it wasn't, check me on that. Sorry, Tutu. But if it was you, horrible throw, amazing catch by Stafford, way to dive and give up your body. And the guy's hurt. The guy's got a busted up thumb and they're throwing a Philly special to him. Yeah. And he caught it. I have a question about like the quarterbacks and the injuries. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like there's been a lot more like quarterback injuries, starting quarterback injuries, to where like they're not a lo- they're not able to like start the next game or the next couple games where they're not just pulled out of the game temporarily. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like that's mm-hmm. happened a lot so far this season. And also, you got a guy like Matthew Stafford who's playing through all these injuries, and even you know to his credit, I guess Baker Mayfield, whatever. But like then you got other guys like Deshaun Watson, where it's like, oh man, there I you know have a hang now, I can't play. Well, I mean, in Deshaun Watson's defense, well, what, wait, he's got a yeah, shoulder injury, and yeah, they, they okay, I know, back. I know, you're right. I'm just being. You know, kind of an like an a-hole here. Fan. You're yeah. right. But I'm just saying it seems like there's a, quite a bit of discrepancy with, like, maybe, like, younger, newer quarterbacks and, like, you got to, like, save them versus guys like Matthew Stafford who's just, like, playing through it all. Here's my unofficial list of all these guys that have gotten hurt. You ready for this, George? Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Tyrod Taylor was hurt yesterday, and he was the backup for the Giants, okay? Um, Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, who's now playing tonight, Justin Fields, Desmond Ritter, who was pulled out of the game yesterday for a concussion. Kyler Murray, who hasn't even played yet, and Anthony Richardson, who was a first-round pick who got 
got hurt and you know only played a few right. games. Mm-hmm. It has been a really weird year so far for quarterbacks. Does that mean like the O lines just stink? I'm not so sure that's the problem with everybody. No, it's a I, for I the just Rams. Th- no, I I just think that defenses guys on defense are way more athletic than they used to be. Ooh, that, that's a good point. That's no, but really the Rams, the Rams O line is an example. I mean, they're no, they're no, a, a, agreed. But guys get hurt more because everybody's bigger, stronger, faster, which means the collisions are more violent, which means the injuries are worse, and that's what it is. It takes its toll. So I I think that. The defense being as athletic as it's been over the last several years, and you've seen more and more guys becoming incredibly athletic at that at those positions on defense, have forced more injuries because the collisions are harder. I'll just say this about the Rams. You know what? I do the same thing you guys did. I would take a Super Bowl in my home stadium, in my hometown, as I'm trying to really, really build a fan base. I would take that Super Bowl and suffer what happens thereafter for the next few years. I really would. I mean, I think to me, you're the big winner, the Rams, even if they're suffering right now. They won a Super Bowl in their home stadium in their hometown. I would sacrifice that. I'd sacrifice the next few seasons. But how often does that work? Because I feel like the Rams are the only team that that's really worked for. Like a lot of teams have done that where they sacrifice it all for like a quarterback in the future. Like they, they go all in on a guy and then... They're just stuck with nothing afterwards, and it, I feel like it rarely works out that well, way. Well, it did in this case, yeah. and so that they've got that Super Bowl trophy when you walk into their yeah. offices. I feel like yeah. they're the outliers, though. No, I mean, sure, generally going all in does not have the benefits historically of of winning, but they did get it done, so yep, they did. it should give them at least a little leeway. I'm with Cappy on that. But they honestly, they got to figure out new quarterback. And and here's the one thing I just well, I, I think you got to draft somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yes. by the way, it doesn't mean you have to draft them in the first round, right? right? Like right. Jalen Hurts was drafted in the second round, right? And, and they, I think that Sean McVay is good enough at developing quarterbacks that you can take a guy and let him kind of develop someone well, over time. I I will tell you this. This is just a guess. But as we get to the end of the season, and if the Rams do not recover and don't make a playoff run, and Based on O-line and now based on Stafford, I'm going to say I'm going to doubt that that's the case. But I will just say this. I think we will hear more rumblings about McVay at the end of the year, about him possibly stepping away for a little while. Because now you can use, hey, I just had a baby. I am just recently got married. You know what? It's time for me to take a little time off. And I don't know that McVay is built for drafting a young guy and sit around and wait for a couple of years until you finally get it all right. I'm not sure he's built for it. Okay, Cappy. I'm glad you Just know that he's not built for no, it. No, I'm not saying I know it as a fact. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying I'm not sure he is built for it. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll see, I guess. I don't really have a strong opinion one way or another because I'm not going to assume about what well, is going swirling in his mind. You know it's what I mean? A, it's a, based on what we've seen in the last few years, him talking about maybe getting out, now looking at this season, now looking at this quarterback, now I looking mean, it's, at the future. It, sure, it's possible. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But, but yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's it. Go, Jared Goff. Come on, Jared Goff. Love Jared Goff. Cap, can you give us like a good Dan Campbell impression? I hate those Lions helmets, though. What is that crap they're wearing? It looks weird. They look like they're Memphis State. Right. Yeah, they look like a a USFL or or an XFL helmet. Yeah, But I I will tell you this. This weekend, um, the Titans... Wearing the old school Houston Oilers uniform. Yeah, I don't like that either. Super cool. I no, thought. don't like it. They are and, not the Houston team. They should and, never be wearing those. Uniforms. Well, they're not the Houston team, but the Houston team moved 
to Nashville, yeah. and, and they took all their history with them. No, nope. unlike the Cleveland Browns, who yeah. when they moved and became the Ravens. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder do not wear the Seattle SuperSonics uh, jerseys. Okay, you know what well, I mean? Hey, but listen. Speaking of Seattle, the Seahawks yesterday wearing now they the wore their school, old school ones. I like those. That. Were, those were cool. The Steve Largents. Yeah. Those were cool. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I don't love Detroit's helmet though right now. Yeah, it's it's weird. Very Middle Tennessee State looking. Yeah, Cappy, we got about a minute and a half. If you got anything here for your dealer's choice, or if you want to save it, I guess. You know what? I will just say this. Um, hey, can we just can we just recognize for one second? You better recognize. Can we recognize that Matthew Perry at fifty four years old this past oh, weekend died terribly? I mean, I say, I say tragically. Because at this point, we really still don't know exactly what the details are. Well, yeah. you know what they said? I was just telling Laura, I read this report that says he played an intense two-hour game of pickleball. pickleball I saw that. Yeah. And yeah. then went home in, to his jacuzzi. Yeah. But there's more. I think there's a lot more to the story about, well, we'll wait. We'll wait to find Same. out. Yeah. But I got to say, um, like I, was, uh, I hadn't gone out yet on Saturday when all this happened. Man, CNN went into like full-on Matthew Perry wall-to-wall coverage. Yeah. And I was like blown away by it. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, that was the biggest show in the world at one point. Right, but he's like a part of an ensemble. You know what I mean? Like right, It wasn't just him. I'm just I know. saying. It was S- still one of the biggest shows total, in the world. Yeah, totally. Historically. Respect, and by man. the way, gets a ton of uh, like play on all these, uh, on cable and on streaming and all that stuff. Just so. really sad, though. 54 yeah, years old. Terrible. Um, just, oh, man, that just really bummed me out. Yeah. All right, Cappy, we're done here. Well, combo plate tomorrow, three o'clock, huh? Y- yeah, combo, combo. Well, you want three piece dinner, traffic. or do you want like a you know, like a like like a leg and a thigh? What do you want there? Right, on the better combo? Not and Halloween though tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and Halloween. Halloween. Yes, that's right. All right, we're done here. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, Laura, Funchy. Uh, Lakers basketball is up next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.